Fish B, what are you doing? I thought you were taking the night off. You were the one, remember Friday, that didn't want to work? Thought you'd be at uh, an exotic cabaret right now. Instead, you're, you're here. Which is weird, because you're not needed. We're doing a complete departure of the show we usually do. It's an interlude, Fish B. A show about a show. Hey, yeah. Or just, just cut it off there cold. It's good. Nice work, Fish B. Extra dimensional musical genius you are. No, uh, no, no doubt about it. Uh, first, to give you a little snapshot where, uh, where my brain is at, and I'm, I'm struggling a little bit, uh, moving too fast. So I'm really making a conscious effort here to speak as slowly as possible as, as my mind is moving a million miles a minute. Earlier, as I was making a black bean mozzarella cheese and steak quesadilla on the stovetop, uh, I was trying to tell my mother what I was making, and I'm pretty familiar with the word quesadilla, yet my mind was moving so fast I couldn't, I couldn't recall it, even though that, that's what I was doing. Like, I had it, and then it was gone. It was... Anyway, 11.55 on Saturday night, my closet absolutely had to be uh, reorganized. I had to take everything out, and then... And then it just, just weird, just being weird. Uh, so we're going to talk about uh, the question we got uh, last week, living with uh, an invisible disability. Also want to hit up the, uh, the theme of the year, uh, the philosophy of the year. Uh, heaven and earth, eighth of an inch apart. Uh, I have some, uh, some stuff there we haven't talked about yet. But first, let's do the things about the show. Let's let, let's talk about the show and and kind of uh, and kind of where we're at and and how that's going. Uh, we'll start at the we'll start at the back end in terms of the actual presentation of what we're doing. Uh, I think we've uh, and I I just keep experimenting with everything. I'm like I'm like a a a mad scientist with an invention that that. That they believe is on the cusp of becoming something is just not quite there yet, but we're closer than we've ever been. The stuff I think we figured out finally is is the timing of it. I think twenty minutes is the sweet spot. Try try to aim right about there. Uh, the ending now, the uh, uh, palatable, the artist formerly known as Palatable de Fuego, and the finale. That that actually. Kind of, it doesn't kind of, I, I think that actually actually works quite well. Uh, uh, the questions have always been the heart of this show. They are there, the, the fishbowl portion. Uh, what I've been fucking around with is exactly how to start the show in the most compelling way possible. Uh, last week and a little bit the week before, I flirted with just to see how it sounded, because this this whole show is an experiment. Uh, how 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 would it sound if I started just just with a cold open and and, and no tease, no anything, just went straight into basically an essay, a uh, read aloud like we did on on the Snowflake show, and I I think that can work occasionally just to switch gears. But I think the proper beginning to the show is is is, is the tease right off the top, and and, and a damn good tease uh, needs to be, and it needs to work on multiple psychological levels that that I won't 
bore you with there. That's really kind of uh, in the weeds for uh, professional communicators. But but I think I think it goes. The show goes tease, and then after the tease, then we get into that can either be an essay, like it just needs like the rest of the show. It just needs to be something that's compelling as fuck, and, and whether that's an essay. Uh, really hitting hard with a strong opinion on the number one most important news story in the world, or, you know, we, we call an audible because something else is the best possible thing to go between the T's and question one. And then, and then we do that. So I actually feel pretty positive uh, about that. Um, it is, uh, this show is, and maybe you can hear it, maybe you can't. And, and I know uh, oftentimes it's uh, one of the people that uh, that really kind of uh, study it and listen intently. It really is the learning curve in real time, which is essentially two steps forward, one step back. And and I always know when uh, I'm like, I'm like, damn, you know what? Listening back, that's that right there was absolutely the best work that I am capable of. That's. That's what just happened. Could, could it be better? Of course. It can always be better. It'll never be perfect, human being. But it, uh, something that I'm really proud of at the end. But then the challenge every day to me is to make the next show better than the last show. And those are very high standards, I know. And it, and it doesn't always work out that way. And I get frustrated when it doesn't. But usually after, after a great show... Uh, the next show, I, I think, just uh, just blows, just blows, and uh, I won't bore you with, with with the actual workflow of the day necessary to uh, consume the news and then and then and then and then process it and then and, and then synthesize it into in, into what becomes Bob's Fishbowl and figure out what exactly we want to talk about, but. Anyway, but but I think I, I think that's the thing. Uh, but because the demands of and I'm only one person with with an extra dimensional fishbowl, uh, the demands of that that I actually think last week uh, we may have discovered a good little fun show like like uh, we'll experiment. Uh, once again this week on Thursday for TBT, we'll get back to our roots. And I like the idea of a challenge of going through 17 questions in 17 minutes. Like it really kind of scoots along. We can hit everything important. And uh, it, it doesn't have uh, the preparation demands that, that, that the other shows do. Because... Would I do like like a full blooded like show like we end up like we did a couple Fridays ago where by the time we got to Friday I just all systems were on empty there 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 was just nothing <laughs> left in the tank so that's uh, that's kind of the plan there so we'll do do normal shows uh, Monday Tuesday Wednesday and Friday and then Thursday we'll do the the seventeen questions in uh, in seventeen in 17 minutes. Uh, something else that, that's weird. And, uh, like this is just the kind of thing you have, you have to think about when you're, when, when you're, when you're doing a show like this is, is because I posted at night, uh, those that listen basically come 
in three chunks. They come in, they come in people that listen to the night that, that, that I do the show shortly after it's posted or before they go to bed, but they'll listen to it at night. And then there, then there's, then there's another chunk uh, that listens to it in the morning on their way to work or while exercising. And then there's, then there's the third chunk that, that listens to it like on their lunch break or, or sometime when they have a break to, uh, during, during the following day before they're generally done with their work day. So my tendency is to say tonight, because, because in my world right, right now, it is, it is the evening. But I think to make the show better, either I need to always use the word today or just drop all references to day completely and just specifically refer to, quote unquote, in this show. And I'm trying to get in. Uh, I, I think it's a toss up, you know, because authenticity is one of the things we bring to the table. And if we're recording the show at night, can't 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 you just say tonight? Uh, you can. But I, I think that makes it. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that 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 uh, that balloon is is still in the air, and, and I'm chasing after it. But I, but I think referring to it as as this show and making no references to the time of day uh, uh, makes the most uh, makes makes the most sense. Uh, the only other thing, uh, uh, real quick, uh, just just so you know what uh, the future uh, vacation plans are. Uh, we're not taking any time off until we get to June. We're gonna go five days a week until we get to June, and then we're gonna uh, and then and then I have my uh, my son, and then for the whole summer, and then my other daughter for a portion of the summer. Uh, last summer, I, I just completely needed to recharge, and and ended up taking uh, an entire two months off, and. And that's not gonna work. That's uh, that's too long, especially with this political season going as just as fucking haywire as it's gonna go, right? So we're so for the summer, I think we're going to do one show a week, but make it but make it longer. We'll, we'll do like an hour, or an hour, fifteen minutes, whatever, whatever we decide the appropriate time is for for the topics involved. But that way, I stay fresh, and and you and I, we we stay connected and. And then, and then coming back at the end of August, then getting back to, to, to the five nights a week that we, uh, that we usually do. Um, anything else? Oh, I, uh, you'll never believe this. Because, because the show is getting dangerously close, I think, to fully dialed in that, that I'm satisfied with it, uh, this whole time, kind of, kind, kind of in my back pocket, there, there, there have been people that I can reach out to for help on the show that might be able to propel it forward uh, a, a little bit. And, and I haven't bothered a single one of them yet because, because I know I, I only get to bother them once. <laughs> These are busy people. I only get to bother them once. And uh, we're, we're just about there. So uh, been working on that, uh, making sure my uh, digital footprint is uh, is clean as fuck for strangers. Like, if you search, if you Google Bob's Fishbowl, we're like the top seven, eight results. So we're uh, we're good there. Uh, I finally clean up my LinkedIn, and then this next weekend we'll get down to business on uh, Bob'sFishbowl.com and make sure uh, that is clean and all, all the content there is uh, 
exactly the way we want it. And then we can reach out to people this year and and see what happens, whether that's a, a sponsorship or maybe even potentially an exclusivity deal with all these uh, all these platforms can anyway. So that's kind of uh, the uh, the business uh, side of it there, and that that's everything uh, about about uh, about the show. Uh, behind the scenes here, uh, in my in my new philosophy of heaven and earth. Uh, the difference is an eighth of an inch, and uh, you can interpret that your own way, but it's kind of uh, this common uh, Buddha sayings. Uh, I've actually, not only am I doing the YouTube yoga with Adrian every morning, as we've discussed, today was day four of yoga camp. This is our second 30-day cycle, but uh, I decided that uh, that my mind would be just, may, even if it's just 1% sharper, if I was in the best physical condition that I've been since, since in high school to, to the best of my ability. So I do the YouTube yoga in the morning, and then, and then middays, I do the old exercise bands and, and do burpees on days where my back feels like, uh, like it can handle it. I have a, I have a bad back. And then... Uh, and then after the show, where I'm typically just exhausted because I've worked so hard in the preparation and creatively, uh, the execution of it just focused all my energy on trying to, trying to deliver for you, um, that, that, I, that I just, that there's just nothing left in the tank. Like, I'm just, just fucking exhausted. So to combat that, uh, at night when I'm done, I go get on the exercise bike, and lately it's, it, it, it's, been, uh, it's been an hour uh, on the bike uh, last week, one hundred and three point two miles on the uh, on the exercise bike, and uh, this week is uh, I think we'll we'll crush that number by uh, 20, 30, 40 miles. So I'll let you know at the end of the week. So working on that. Also, also uh, my diet is just uh, uh, exceptional. I've never eaten better. Like even not even fried chicken. Just no. But not a French fry, not a soda, not even a Gatorade. Like like my diet is is, is dialed into, and I, and I think that can make one percent of a difference. Um. Last thing here, and uh, and and this is and this is kind of heavy. And if you're dealing with uh, mental health issues uh, currently, and, and you feel yourself in. Uh, uh, near uh, approaching or, or, or in crisis mode. Um, I don't want anything here to be a trigger for you, so you should uh, you should stop this now and then and then and then and then join us tomorrow. But getting to the question in these last five minutes here of uh, of what is it like living with an invisible disability? And it's <laughs> honestly, uh, uh, there's two schools of thought here. Obviously, uh, an invisible uh, disability is it, it probably beats the alternative, obviously, of being of being paraplegic or, or, or something, some other kind of drastic disability like that. But uh, my bipolar illness is 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 so uh, severe that um, and that combined with um, degenerative disc disease and, and some other things that, uh, that I am, in fact, legally disabled. And, and you have to be uh, really, really, really 
in a bad place. That that's why that's why when you work uh, on your checks, and, and when I worked for a long time, I mean, they take out disability insurance uh, out, out of every check, and then the way one gets uh, disability is generally uh, uh, you, you you get like these official letters, like you, you apply and then, then they send you a bunch of stuff to fill out and you fill it out. And then 99% of everyone gets rejected there. And then you, and then you appeal and then you go before, and your doctors have to fill out all these forms, but you, you basically, you go to court and you go before, you go before a regular judge and then also, as like experts in the courtroom, there's also a a a, a well re- recognized, like established, like high degree um, uh, mental health professional. There's also like a primary care uh, a doctor there too, and then there's also like like an occupational like expert or occupational therapist or, or something like that. And and you have to be so sick that. Uh, that, that all four of those people uh, agree that uh, it's, uh, that, that, yeah, it's uh, unfair or, or uh, inappropriate or basically downright impossible to ask you to hold down a normal, like, like nine to five. And mm-hmm. it's taken me a long time to admit that um, for a long time, I've, I, I've been ashamed of it. Like only a few people knew about it, but I'm trying to make my peace with it. And you know what? Almost like a like a gay person, like like finally feeling the relief of of coming out the closet. Like this is me. Like this is my story. I didn't ask for this. I'm doing the very best I can, and being ashamed of it is is fucking stupid, right? Like, like how is how how is the feeling of shame uh, improving my life of any way? So, so this is actually the first time ever um, I've explained it in kind of in kind of that much detail, and and that happened in 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 2013. Um, and since then there's been, you know, I, fuck, I felt like I'm in the hospital more than I'm out of it, uh, a lot of the time. Uh, what do I deal with in addition to, uh, the degenerative, uh, a disc disease where I've had five surgeries and I'm held together by screws and rods. Um, it hurts all the time. You're, you're in chronic pain and, um, but I've, I've trained myself to, to walk without limping by, in a weird way, turning it into a kind of, a, a kind of strut. But I just, no matter how bad it hurts and how bad I want to drag my right leg, I've really, really, really worked hard at, at, at walking um, without a limp. And a lot of times will, people will, will see me out and I seem like totally fine to them. And that's and that and that and that's because I'm out. And, and in that moment, I I may be uh, uh, totally fine. I'm totally fine about a little less than like half half the days. Like I generally make it through okay. But they don't see all the times that I'm all alone, just suffering in in solitude. They don't. They they. 
does that make sense? <laughs> that that the, the people only see me when when I when I'm well enough for people to see me, which isn't that often. And and the other times it's um really 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 dealing with some uh, struggles. And uh, should we go overtime? Should we just should we extend this uh, for a minute? I wanted to I wanted to kind of explain uh what it's like having what they call rapid cycling bipolar illness. Um so it, I'm sorry if I'm if I'm going over. We'll try to uh we'll try to keep this uh this next part brief, but uh I think it kind of explains things and and why I have like the best psychiatrist in town and and why all these people are paying attention to my mental health now. Um there's there's basically three different kinds of, 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 of bipolar illness. There, there's, there's bipolar one, which is, I believe, is, is, is more severe. And, and tip, in the course of a typical year, perhaps, they'll have one to two manic episodes and maybe three, four, five, like, major depressed episodes and then there's, and then there's bipolar two, and, the, and those numbers are less. Maybe they won't go manic, like, every other year or something like that, or, or once a year and depression episodes, fewer of them, but they'll generally last longer. They could last, you know, three weeks, a month or whatever, perhaps even longer when they're, when they're going through that. Uh, I have what they call rapid cycling bipolar or cyclothematic. Uh, it's also known as, and, and, and oftentimes this is, this is considered, uh, uh, the mildest form of bipolar disorder, but almost like autism, like everyone within those three diagnoses is on a spectrum. And, and my rapid cycling bipolar is, is, is seriously and dangerously uh, extreme. Uh, I think I've used this analogy before, but this is the best way to say it. Imagine going through life like when you're when you know when you go to the eye doctor and, and and they pull up that big thing in front of your eyes and they're clicking through the the different lenses they're like is this clearer or worse clearer or worse and your day can constantly be shifting like that like there'll be there'll be days where i am manic in the morning depressed in the afternoon and then manic again at night, or vice versa. And where other people are only dealing with a few manic episodes a year, I'm dealing with, you know, 75 different truly, like, manic experiences, if not more, and then, like, over 100 experiences of extreme depression, and then sometimes those things will go together, and that's, that, that's the really, really, really... Uh, dangerous place. So, uh, just so you know, just, since, since we're sharing and uh, and being completely honest, so that's um, that that's what I have, and 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 it's just it's just the it's just the way it worked out. And even though I take like my, all my medications and my mood stabilizers and and all that different stuff to to, to kind of make the swings less dramatic. Sometimes they're they're just they're just fucking dramatic, you know. I'm just uh, I'm just all over the place. So, anyways, that's uh, that's our interlude, and uh, that's uh, that's the truth um, about 
me, Bob. I hope you don't. Um, I hope you don't think less of me. Um, but that's where we're at. Um, let's get out of here for this show, and uh, and and tomorrow we're gonna come out swinging, baby. So uh, anyway, uh, I love you. I appreciate you. Fish B, since you're still here, you want to say adios? Close enough.